Hi, hello. Welcome to Bible Surfing Tuesday. I'm Pastor B. Anytime you need some information, the common phrase you usually hear is Google it. I've heard people say Google knows everything, but that is not entirely true. So Google does not know everything, and that is the truth. Google knows only the things that have been uploaded onto it prior to the time you searched. So if any information that is yet to be uploaded into the internet has not been uploaded into it, Google does not know it at all. So bear this in mind as I draw an analogy using this. If you're a believer, you are at an advantage, especially in the area of assessing and having access to a body of information and knowledge. Um, in fact, you have in your possession a library card to the library of infinite knowledge. And that is the truth. So just like Google's search engine is to the internet, you have a similar relationship with omniscient, the one that knows everything. They're all knowing God. So permit me to explain this. The Bible says something in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, from verse 9 to verse 12 and 16. The Bible says in verse 9, as it is written, I have not seen, ear heard, nor have he entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Now, verse 9 clearly says something that is so profound. Verse 9 clearly tells us that our physical senses and even our mind cannot connect with God. So we shouldn't try to use them. And even Jesus speaking in John chapter 4 says that God is a spirit and those that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. So no flesh can connect with God deeply as they ought to. So in verse 10, a, the Bible says that God has revealed them to us through his spirit. His spirit, the Holy Spirit, who directly interfaces with our human spirit, the real you. The Bible now says in the second half of that verse 10, the Bible says, For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Permit me to break that verse down for you so you properly understand it. The Bible says that God has revealed all these things all things to our human spirit through his spirit, the Holy Spirit. For the spirit, which is our human spirit, searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. The deep things of God is, the ev- is every knowledge of God. Remember, God is the omniscient. God is the all-knowing. Let me try and explain this using our dreams. Um, First, let's start with why and when dreaming occurs. Now, researchers have told us that um, dreaming tends to take place during the REM, which means when you have rapid eye movement and and, um, possibly at times you are, you know, a bit active, you know, bodily movement and breathing heavily. They say that is when dreams probably occurs about maybe half an hour into your sleep and maybe an hour thereabouts before you wake. So dreams usually are a result of either activities that have happened in the day or recent activities or something that your mind 
has focused on quite a lot. Now, talking about natural dreams, no supernatural dreams, which I'll come to later if we have time. And as, as, as it is with dreams, so it is with the leading of the Holy Spirit. A person's brain may actually block out a dream, and they do it quite often for those that usually tell you that they don't remember their dreams because the brain usually blocks it off. And in some cases, they do that because um, the brain does that to, at times, help you differentiate between reality and fiction, if you know what I mean, and your dream. So um, you won't be a schizophrenic or something like that, if you know what I mean. So the, your mind usually, your brain usually blocks out some of your dreams and you find it hard to remember them. And at times, people that um, don't sleep quite enough also have troubles remembering their dreams. So people that usually have more brain activity while sleeping have the tendency of remembering their dreams. There's a region in your brain called the temporal parietal, temporal parietal region of your brain. They said it is that region that processes information and emotions. So the researchers say that the psychoanalysts say that if this portion of your brain is active while you're sleeping, there is a high tendency that you will remember your dream. Very, very important you know that. Why am I going through all of this thing, telling you about dreams and all that? I'm about to teach you a technique, which if you employ, you will always or more often than not, remember your dreams. And not just your dreams. It's a technique that unveils and opens up the realm of the spirit for you. This is a technique that if you put to work, you will start getting leading up by the Holy Spirit easily. And you can tell when God is speaking to you and when you're being led by the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to teach this from the next two verses. Verse 11 says something. The Bible says, For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man? And he now said, And what spirit knoweth the things of God, save the spirit of God? I love that. <laughs> See, that no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. No one knows the things of man except the human spirit of man. Isn't that awesome? Now, verse 12 now says, Now we have received not the spirit of this world, but the spirit which is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us. Note that fact. That sentence, I love that sentence. That we might know the things that have been, been, past tense, freely given to us. Might I tell you, that God has freely given to you everything that pertains to life and godliness. Um, this is a, 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 a build-up to Pentecost. Remember, this Sunday is Pentecost. And I, there is a build-up to Pentecost. Don't miss this Sunday's service. I'm going to teach you something about Pentecost that will change your life. And we are about to exit the lockdown and get into life. Probably not as usual. It might take some time before life returns to usual. But, but, but after this lockdown, because governments are already saying there'll be a recession and all that. What does that mean? They're talking about famine. Famine is coming. Hardship is coming. Recession is coming. Hard times are coming. But that is what they're saying. 
what they are saying should not affect us as Christians. Because though we are in the world, we are not of the world. If we employ the things that 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 operates from the world we are from, we will live as if we are living in a garden of Eden, as if we are living in 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 separation from the things happening to the world. What do I mean by that? If others are saying there is a casting down, there will be a group of people that will understand what God is doing at this moment, that will follow through by the help of the Spirit, they will live above the hard times. Remember in Genesis 26, the Bible says there was famine in that land. In that land, that means economic recession, that means hard times. But something happened because Isaac wanted to leave. He thought that translocating will change his, his lot. But God told him, hey, don't translocate. Stay in that land. And he told him, so in that land. And the Bible says that Isaac sowed in that land and reaped a hundredfold. Why? He listened to divine directions from God. That same thing goes to you and goes for us. We are about to enter economic recession. That is the world, not us. We need to be acquainted with God. We need to be acquainted with the Holy Spirit in this time. Very, very important that we are acquainted with the Holy Spirit with this time because things are about to get hard. That does not mean we should be affected by it. So the key to live in this world as they go through economic recession is to be divinely guided. Turn to somebody you are sitting with, or if you're alone, tell me through that phone screen or that laptop or that iPad or that TV. Tell me, Google it. Google it. Yes, I'm telling you, Google it. Also tell me, Google it. That is how we are going to live above water. Not just above it, but far above water. We're going to live far above economic recession. We're going to live far above the hard times that are coming because we will be led by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give you praise. So verse 11 lets us know how things work in that realm. Everything that concerns us or that concerns man is known by the Spirit of man. So does the Spirit of God know every thought of God. In other words, your human spirit knows everything about you. And that is the truth. The Bible says that when we exit his body, we will know as we are known. Once we exit his body, something's going to happen to you. All of a sudden, you will just know things. The things you used to struggle in this body to remember, you just know it instantaneously. That tells me something. The obstacle to us knowing things as we ought to is this flesh that we're putting on. But that's the message for another day. In other words, your human, your human spirit knows everything about you and the Holy Spirit knows everything about God. And these two spirits co-inhabit in your body. These two spirits co-inhabit your body. The Holy Spirit lives in your human spirit in this body. The Holy Spirit lives in me. The real me is my, is my, is, is my, is my spirit. And they, both of them are... Habiting this body, 
And remember, a believer lives in two dimensions, in two planes. Let me put that way. You live in two planes. You live here on earth, and you also exist in Jesus Christ, who is seated at the right hand of God in heaven. So I carry the Spirit of Christ here on earth. Jesus carries me there in heaven. That's also another subject for another day. All right. So this now makes verse 12 so, 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 so interesting. So what the Bible says in verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. So when we got saved, our human spirit was recreated. Our human spirit was taken out and a new human spirit was given us. Apart from that, the Holy Spirit now entered us when Jesus walked into our lives. It was not Jesus himself that walked into us. It was the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit that walked into us. But the Spirit who is from God that we now have, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. All right, I'm going to ask an important question right now, okay? Uh, are you subscribed to an ISP? What I mean by ISP, do you have any um, internet service provider? I bet you do. All right, if you do, now answer this question. Um, do you use the hub of, uh, let's say, if you're in the US of, of there's a modem of AT&T if you, are con- if you are subscribed to Verizon? Or do you use the hub of BT, if you are subscribed to Sky, or do you use the modern of MTN if you are subscribed to Etel? I'm sure the answer is no, you don't. You don't. You can't use the modern of one company for another. I remember when I, I recently changed my broadband uh, provider from um, Sky, I used to be with Sky, to BT. And when the engineer came to install the, the 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 broadband. Um, I asked him if I could use still use my old modem from Sky. He chuckled and laughed. He said, "No, no, you can't." That he brought a new modem from BT to connect and all that. I was like, "Oh, my normal thinking." I was like, "Oh, that would have saved me some money." He now said, "No, no, no, no. That it is free, totally free." So I bet you understand this right now. We received a brand new spirit when we got born again. And the internet of all things, both temporal and spiritual, also resides in our human spirit. (laughs) Oh, salvation, I received a brand new hope and it was free. I also received the internet. This is not access to the internet. I received the internet because the Holy Spirit is the all-knowing God. He's the omniscient. So I received the internet of all things on my inside as well. This is the beauty of salvation. In that, we have the hub which has access to all knowledge. We also have all knowledge. <laughs> Right on our inside. Wow. The all knowledge of God is the Holy Spirit. He lives right on our inside. 
This is the beautiful thing about salvation. Uh, this Sunday, we're going to be celebrating the Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit. Not that he has not been here all the, all the while. He has been. He has been here from creation. Remember, he's also the mini present, meaning he's everywhere. He cannot leave, neither can he come. He's everywhere, everywhere, all at once, at the same time. What are we marking with the Pentecost? We are marking the unleashing and the granting of access to the power of God. The power of God. Remember Jesus said in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 that you shall receive power. Power of God. Not just the knowledge, but the power. But to them, focused on the knowledge. Because it is very important for us, especially at the times we are living in. So let me tie this up. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, it is like your Wi-Fi adapter, your internet broadband hub, your human spirit connecting your mind, which is like your phone, your laptop, your computer, to the internet. I'll say that again. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, it's like your hub, your broadband hub, connecting to the Holy Spirit. So the speaking in tongues or praying in the Holy Spirit connects your mind to the all-knowledge of God or to the all-knowing God that lives on your inside. That's why I say that speaking in tongues is a gateway to the spirit realm. That is true. For, for, for the Bible says, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him. He now turned and said to us that we have the mind of Christ. Who has known the mind of God to instruct him. In the same breath, we, we are told that we have the mind of Christ. Now, if you have the mind of Christ, then you know the mind of God. And guess who the mind of Christ is? The mind of Christ is the Holy Spirit. That is the mind of Christ. God the Father is a spirit. Jesus told us that in John chapter 4. He said, God the Father is a spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The Bible told us in Colossians that Jesus is the body of the Godhead. He said, Jesus is the express image of the Godhead. So Jesus is the body. It is how God connects with the earth. It's through Jesus. That is why every every appearance of God in the Old Testament was actually Jesus appearing. Like um, the prince of, the king of Salem, Melchizedek. That was Jesus. The the man that ate with Abraham before going to, to destroy Sodom with two angels. That was Jesus. The people that Moses ate with, with the 70 elders, the person that Moses ate with, with the 70 elders, that was Jesus. The captain of the lost host that Joshua met at the bank of Jordan, that was Jesus. That was Jesus appearing in the Old Testament. So we need to understand this. We need to understand this. We need to understand this. The Holy Spirit is the soul of the Godhead. Like you all know, our soul is, is where our mind is. And apart from our mind is where our intellect is. And it is where our emotions are. Where our emotions are. The Holy Spirit is the mind of God. That was why God always warned against um, grieving the Holy Spirit. Paul warned a lot of times that we should not grieve the Holy Spirit. God warned Moses that he was going to send the Spirit ahead of them, that he should be careful not to offend him, not to grieve him, not to do anything 
wrong or bad to him because he is very, 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 very emotional. Somebody said that God is emotional, and that is true, but not sentimental. So the Holy Spirit is the soul of God. So when the Holy Spirit is on your inside, you have the soul of God. You also have the mind of God. So when you pray in tongues, get your mind very, very active. For the Holy Spirit, which is the mind of God, understands your emotions as well, understands the prayers of your mind. That is why Paul, speaking in Ephesians 3, verse 20, he said, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly, if I say super abundantly, far over and above all we there ask or think or think or think. He said, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, and dreams. God does not just answer the prayers that come out from your lips. God also answers your thoughts, your dreams, your hopes, and your imagination. So when you are praying in tongues, get your mind active. Get your imagination active. The Holy Spirit, which is the mind of God that lives in your human spirit, totally, totally understands this. So it is like the high priest uh, of Israel those days. God told him to wear the airport on his chest, close to his heart. Now, what the airport does or what the airport is, the airport is, is like a plaque with 12 precious stones on it. Those 12 stones that are on the epoch represent the 12 tribes of Israel. So whenever the high priest goes into the holy place once a year, that's the most holy place once a year, to offer that same offering, the lamb for atonement and all that on the mercy seat, the 12 tribes of Israel are represented. What does that tell you? He carries them on his chest. He carries them close to his heart. He carries them like they are in his. That is a representation of the prayers of your mind. Now, when you pray in the spirit, especially when you pray in tongues, get your mind active. These are some of the things that if you do, some of the things you've forgotten in the past, it will be brought to your memory. So carry questions, carry requests, carry desires, carry prayers in your mind when you pray in tongues. Because it is like typing your questions in that Google bar, that search bar. The things you carry in your mind is like imputing those keywords in the Google bar. As, the, as you pray in tongues, your human spirit is searching for answers, for clues to those questions in your mind, to those questions you've carried on your inside. This works for me a whole lot. I use it especially to, 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 to inquire from God some of the things he has written in his word. There's some things I'll read from the Bible I'm not clear on. I carry those questions in my mind and I pray in tongues intensely. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit will say, go to this scripture, go to that scripture, get this book, read this place, you, you know. And all of a sudden, those questions of my mind get answered immediately. It is so profound and it is so awesome. It has happened to me severally, severally. So 
when you carry those questions in your mind and you pray in tongues, it is like uploading. And remember, prayer is two ways. Prayer is a dialogue. When you pray in tongues with those questions in your mind and your imagination, you upload. And guess what? There must be a download. The Holy Spirit will download the answers to you because your human spirit is actually like Google. It is searching. It is searching the internet of God. As you pray in tongues, as you speak in those tongues, it is searching. It is searching. And there must be a download. Now, I dare say this for some of us that are listening to me. I'm like, Pastor, but I don't pray in tongues. It is fine. When you read about praying in the Holy Spirit in the Bible, it is not just only tongues. It is not just only tongues. What the Bible says is prayer in the Spirit. Romans chapter 8 talks about it. Romans 8 says that God knows our weakness. He said that we don't even know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. You can pray in your understanding, but make sure when you pray in your understanding, you are praying in the Spirit. Praying in tongues is part of praying in the Spirit. Then there are some, your, some of your praying in your understanding that is also praying in the Spirit. Pastor, why do you say that? I thought it was only praying in tongues that is praying in the Spirit. A lot of saints of old, in the Old Testament, prayed in the Spirit. And yet, the tongues, that, and yet Pentecost had not occurred which was which marked the moment speaking in tongues was made available to the believer. That marked the beginning of speaking in tongues. A lot of prophets, kings, prayed in the Old Testament and they got divinely directed by God. How then did they do it if they were not speaking in tongues? They were able to do it because they prayed in their understanding but they prayed in the Spirit. The best example I can give you of the Scripture is Elijah. The Bible says that being a man with like passions like us, meaning he was a normal man, he didn't even have the Holy Ghost on his inside, but he prayed fervently and earnestly in the Spirit. Fervency is talking about praying with so much fervor. So Elijah prayed in the spirit that it should not rain. And it did not rain for three and a half years. That same Elijah prayed in the spirit that it should rain. That one was recorded in the Bible when he prayed on Mount Carmel. Several times he sent his servant to go look. He was praying in the spirit, but he prayed in his understanding, but it was not in the flesh that it was in the spirit. So if you say, oh, I don't speak in tongues, that I'm out of this. No, you are not. You can pray. In the spirit, with your own understanding. When praying in tongues takes it to a different dimension. Let me say this. I'm going to also probably explain it better on Sunday, which is Pentecost Sunday. Speaking in tongues is just a signboard. Like, I'm in my house now preaching to you because of the lockdown. Um, The postman delivers mail to every house on my street and around my neighborhood. 
how does he know which mail goes to which house? The address is on the letter of the parcel and the number is on each house and at the beginning or the end of each street, the name of the street is on it. That name of that street is a sign pointing to anyone telling that person that this street is so-and-so street. The number on my house is saying that this is number two or number one or number 14 of this street. The number, the street sign is just a sign. The street sign is not the street. It is just a sign pointing you to that street. The number on my house is not my house. The number is a sign telling people that this is number two. This is number 10. The street sign tells people that this is so 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 street. So it is with the Holy Spirit. Sorry, so it is with speaking in tongues. Together streets, speaking in tongues is just a sign to say that this believer has received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But speaking in tongues is also the gateway to the spiritual is the gateway to deeper realms of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that awesome? But guess what in all of this? The subscription to the internet of all knowledge is free. You don't need to pay monthly subscription fees. You don't need to load any bundle. What you just need to do is to use it. Best way to use it is by praying in unknown tongues and start swimming in realms of known and unknown and you will have a beautiful spiritual experience. Now listen to this. Tomorrow I'm having a prophetic prayer session for just one hour by 8 p.m. In that prayer meeting, I will unveil some of the keys that will launch you in and usher you into deeper realms with God. And one of the keys to these deeper realms with God is prayers. We're going to do some prophetic prayers to handle the next phase of 2020. It might appear as if Corona has taken half of the year and we are about to play catch up. But Elijah prayed in the spirit on that mountain he caught up with the king that was on horseback with several horsepower. He caught up with him, overtook him, and got into the city before him. Why? There is something he acquired in the place of prayer, and that is speed. Join me tomorrow. We are going to acquire speed in this week leading to Pentecost. And I bet you the second half of 2020 will be the best half of any year you have ever had. I love you. I'm going to see you tomorrow. God bless you and keep you and nourish you and keep pestilence, sickness, diseases away from you as you acquire speed in this season in the name of Jesus. Bye. 8 p.m. tomorrow.